0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network. Hello, good evening and welcome to a, another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today I'm joined by Gianni although I've just realized you guys can't actually see him for some reason. So, we'll try and resolve that problem as quickly as we possibly can.
1: Um <laughs> I had him, hey I you, I had David, how I had, are you, mate? Yeah, well, you, I guess they can. I guess everyone can hear me. So hello, everyone. I yeah. hope all is well. You'll see. <laughs> you'll see my face. It's a, a comment in the chat actually did say, "Are you delayed on the streams? So we were about a minute late." Is Johnny doing his hair? I promise you, that's not the reason why the cameras <laughs> off. <laughs> we we, we had you here
0: just a second ago, and you've all of a sudden disappeared. I don't understand what's happened there. So um, we'll tell. You what I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll inter- I'll just hand the show over to you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, You can I'm tell thinking... me
0: how how you're how you doing, how it's been, uh, how your Sunday's been, how your weekend's been, how your FBO team's going on, and hopefully in the time when you're talking through that, in a minute, you'll appear back on screen again. So yeah, how you been getting on? That sounds good. <laughs> yeah,
1: not too bad. I'm delighted to see uh, another small green arrow. Let us know if you're watching this on Catch Up, how you got on in the comments or in the live chat if you fancy letting us know how your game week was, but this is reacting straight away to the, the Spurs game and yeah a small green um it was looking actually a little bit better than um than i thought with Porro on a clean sheet but it seems to be the story of the last few game weeks with these clean sheet wipeouts late on in games like i bought in Porro for a hit clean sheet and bonus were on the cards newcastle consolation goal i look back to the, the fixtures in the week double newcastle defense they were on a clean sheet what 85th minute a good of some part they conceded Arsenal defenders have been conceding late. So a lot of the popular FPL defenders have been having clean sheet wipeouts late on the games, which has been frustrating. But look, I wouldn't be an FPL manager if I didn't have a moan. But at the same time, I've got to be happy. It's a a green arrow is a green arrow, right?
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, so I'm in a similar boat as well. My green arrow wasn't huge, but it's a green arrow nonetheless, which is exactly what I needed, to be honest. Um, I know exactly what you mean. It's been a very frustrating time for um, defenders especially. I, I, I mean, it's just been a season of just... I don't know take what you can get um to be honest um I should just clarify I have I can now see you again <laughs> um I realized what I'd done wrong uh, I'd minimized you so that I could see everything else and so then I just had to maximize you again so don't worry everybody uh, that was that was completely my fault um I've stepped in on a sunday night to fill in for 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 Ali and I've and I've just brought All sorts of technical problems, so I'm (laughs) sure you guys will kick me out as soon as you get the opportunity to. Uh, But let us know in the chat how you guys are getting on, Uh, let us know how your game week's gone, and uh, also uh, make sure you hit that like button as well, subscribe, bell notification, all the usual works. We want you to hit that like button so hard it gets suspended for game week 17, that's the plan. Um...
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's been a few, hasn't there? Of of note, this game week, 50 other cards are really starting to build. Trippier, Bruno, uh, Douglas Louise. There's, there's, more, there's more, there's a couple of big ones this game. I mean, they're the, probably the three biggest, but yeah, loads.
0: Luca Dean's another one. It's the thing is, it's, it's. We, we all knew this was coming. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, every season <laughs> we've played, we've played with fire as well. I mean, so I actually signed Trippier this week, and he's only gone and got suspended the first week I own him, which is not the end of the world. I don't. Th- think because I needed to kind of solve my defense and we'll have a look at our teams in a minute but if you've got Trippier and you're a bit bit sort of smarting about the fact that he has obviously got picked up this yellow card the silver lining is it means he definitely will be available for game week 18 when you probably need him more like the Fulham game is okay. is not um well it's 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 not as cl- it's not a, as much of a home banker anymore because i mean fulham all of a sudden are you know five star fulham two games in a row so um maybe in game week 17 he wasn't going to do as well as we hoped anyway it's game week 18 away at luton where um i think he's going to really uh, uh, bail people out although um Without wanting to, you know, spoil all the topics straight up the top. I mean, of course, this is very reactionary to the week, the weekend as it's just finished. Um, and Bermuda's injured, so we've all kind of got rid of him. Haaland's probably out the door as well. So actually, like, in game week 18, are we going to be as short as our options as we perhaps, you know, thought we would be? Because some of the key assets we thought we'd have to maybe bench that week and perhaps go in with fewer players, well, they're both going to be out. So <laughs> how yeah. quickly things change?
1: Yeah, they really do. The Haaland one's interesting because we're always waiting for more information with FPL before we commit to decisions. And most good managers do that. We're not, we try not to be too reactionary and it's soak up as much info. Now, Pep Guardiola is going to have, he's got a Champions League game in the week. So again, there's another set of press conferences before the game week deadline. But it does sound like early indications suggest from what Pep has said that, yeah, he's he's unlikely to play against Palace. And they hope, I think is the term used, he'll be fit for Saudi for the Club World Cup. So no he's out for 17-18. I think for the vast majority and also, no one's got value tied up in ha- Haaland. Like, they all mm, paid for and they're selling for 14. So I think there'll be a ton that move. I guess in terms of standout forward options, I mean, we're certainly not going to be spending anywhere near the 14 million. There's no no one in the game, but there's no one in the game up front that we're going to be spending 9, 10 million on either. So, I mean, there's Watkins owners out there that, oh, there's Watkins, uh, mm. there, there's owners out there like me that recently sold Watkins. The plan was to buy him back for, say, a Darwin. You might just go Harland to Watkins, for example, next week. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the possibilities are endless if, if Haaland is out. I mean, it's um, going to send teams in lots of different directions, I think, which is nice. Yeah, it's good. Um, It's always good to have a bit of variation. Um, and it just cre- creates more chaos, which I don't necessarily say to come across as someone who wants to see the world burn. It's more just, it's nice. Uh, well, to, anyone who's watched Game of Thrones will know the, the quote that chaos is a ladder. Um, it's like an opportunity for you to get up one rung versus someone It's because if everybody was sat on some particularly sure thing um the alternative to harland is not going to be the same person for everybody so um it's just more that's where i was
1: with Burmo, mate this week like that, <laughs> that was i was like this is this is a good thing i don't have to buy gordon or Like uh, it felt like it was the week where everyone said if you don't own gordon and palmer buy the one you don't have hmm. and i was like oh this could be an opportunity so i Perhaps stupidly went Phil Foden and yeah, meh, nothing happened there. <laughs> but fortunately, Gordon didn't produce either.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, but then again, Foden might still come through in a couple of weeks' time as well. I mean, the thing about Maybe. Man City's fixtures are they're actually still really good either side of the the blank game week, which is which is always the issue around the blank game week. Was if you sell all your Man City players, you might need a wild card on the other side of it to get them back in, um, which is you know still a tactic that's uh, up for discussion for sure. Um, but yeah, as we say, things change very quickly in FPL and. Yeah, not not least uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium where most people are, are perhaps joining us having um, either virtually been there or been there for real. Um, what, I mean, who saw this coming? I mean, Newcastle have had some issues, but sort of Newcastle does, sort of have Spurs as well. And what what a result for for Spurs and huge from an FBL perspective for those with Poro and Son.
1: Yeah, they needed a reaction, I think, off the back of the disappointing game against West Ham. Spurs conceding two in that second after West Ham and losing the game. It was, a, it was a great game of football. I really enjoyed watching that, a Super Sunday game. Newcastle looked so tired, especially first half. It was frustrating that Spurs did go and concede, but we've learned a few more things this game, like every game week. Brennan Johnson, as we know, is better on the right than the left. Um, Son on the left looked brilliant again, and he hasn't always looked good on the left with Richardison as the number nine. We've seen that combination a lot not work. Today it did. Um, Rashadison's, what, 6.6 million midfielder? Again, one for the watch list for sure. Um Exciting times for Spurs fans, we know that. But seeing Saar and Basuma back in the midfield too, like that combination is what I think allows those attackers to thrive. And Adoji and Porro are just a joy. Very few fullbacks in the league take up those positions. We've always seen attacking fullbacks, but we don't see inside number 10 fullbacks really ever. <laughs> and those two seem to always pop up in those number 10 sort of between the lines positions, especially Poro.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's been certainly exciting uh, for people to watch, even if they don't own him in FPL. But lots of people do, and there's lots of people in the chat who've had some good scores this week so far. Uh, So Kane Anderson had Son as the vice-captain this week, so I'm going to assume that that meant a big 17-point haul doubled up um, because I'm going to guess the captain was Haaland. Kane, let us know if that was the case. Um, TTII in the chat says, the variance is great. I love it. So he's not. we're not the only ones who enjoy it when uh, chaos, the ladder that is chaos, presents itself on FPL. Um, we, we've we got G-Wiz in the chat, moderating, keeping you guys honest. 62 points for him, 66 points for Henry. Uh, Lee Forrington, perhaps with a humble flex here, says, is 68 this week a good score? I think it is, mate. Well done um, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> we've also got sj on 68 points into into the top 5k incredible incredible stuff uh, and a couple of people in the chat have also been talking about solanke as a possible replacement for uh harland as well so yeah it's been um yeah a, re- a really uh, it's been a week of change we've had three deadlines in the space of seven days and yeah so many things have, have shifted in that time um, and um, before we come on to what our teams look like one of the best ways of course to track all of that information if you have recently uh, signed up to Fantasy Football Scout membership seven day free trial you have actually just had the best value you're ever going to get out of a free trial because you've had three game weeks in the space of seven days it was actually Praz that um, pointed out to us that from the helicopter view that was the best way to get value out of this because Praz just loves to future plan everything <laughs> um, all, of the, all of that match data popped into the members area every day um if you haven't signed up for scout membership the seven day free trial my understanding is that's still active uh, but it's not going to last too much longer so you want to speed up and get on that nice and soon it will give you access to preparation for game week 17 and of course signing up with 20 percent off as well having a look at all of the incredible stuff that you sometimes see on these videos tables maps All sorts and even sort of access to members articles and videos, things like that is going to be super, super helpful over Christmas because we're going to have so many game weeks coming at us thick and fast. And if you want to spend more time with your family, focus in on that and you really need some help to make your FPL decisions kind of more efficient in terms of the time spent, then informing yourself in the members area is probably the best way to save Christmas um, without wanting to sound... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too saccharine <laughs> about it but um yeah very very useful still you can get 20 percent off make sure you sort that out uh in time uh so far we've got about 400 of you in the chat on youtube we've also got some of you guys joining us from twitter so great to see you joining us live from there if you haven't already liked the video from youtube what are you doing we can see only about 10 percent of you have done it so far It's just come on, guys. Sunday night. Give us some love. Um, Ali's not here, as you know. uh, So let's, uh, let's, let's sort of like kind of send a message of love to the defending world champion by throwing some likes on the chat. And if you're joining us from Twitter, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well so that you don't miss these on YouTube as well. And hit that bell notification. I think that's all of the housekeeping out of the way. It's important to do it. I know it's boring, but we've got to do it. I've built up the suspense long enough. Johnny. your team is looking very good this week. We're going to stick it on the screen. Talk us through how it's gone for you. A very productive Sunday afternoon,
1: I have to say. Yeah, the Sunday was good. And I guess the Saturday was fine because of the Salah vice-captaincy. But it still feels, I don't know, I, I think off the back of the clean sheet wipeout for Poro, I feel a little bit meh around the game week because, it's as always, it's like, oh, what could have been? Um, and and the clean sheet for someone like Poro comes with bonus points, which they obviously don't feature now. But no, I mean, a good a good game week. It's fairly a, t- it's a lot of these players are template players, right? I needed the, the players I needed to stay quiet were players like Watkins, players like Palmer. So I don't own those guys. Um, there's a fair few out there that perhaps had double Arsenal defence as well. So they, they, they're perhaps losing out a little bit. Um, Simacas, I expected a clean sheet from, which was that that was a bit disappointing. And then Foden again like had chances, as as you just knew he would for Man City. So I'm happy I'm on Foden for Crystal Palace at home. Um and yeah, in terms of having a fairly settled team, I'm I'm happy. And I'm happy I took the decision for a minus four. Uh, ideally, I didn't want to be taking hits, but having the Umbermo injury and having Matty Cash still in my squad, who was dropping in price all the time matty cash came out for poro so obviously I was replacing in burmo but I was thinking do I really want to start the cells and I, I just knew the sales was conceding <laughs> at spurs so Poro came in the cells ended up coming into my 11 uh for Haaland on a minus one and then Dubravka fortunately got some save points so we still picked up at least a couple of points um and areola obviously not featuring so Not too bad. but There's a few players now that are very vulnerable. Darwin is one. You know, Jürgen Klopp said after the Liverpool game how poor Liverpool were up to, what, the 76th minute. And I think it was the same minute Darwin got hooked. So I think there's a little hint there. Yeah, I've also
0: just uh, noticed, by the way, that such is the nature of doing this very uh, late on a Sunday in terms of the game just finished. Uh, oh, I know. Screenshot. <laughs> I'm so sorry to sort of show you oh. the points that never were. Nine points is what we got on screen for Poro. Uh, as uh, Ahmed and Mr. T uh, in the chat both point they didn't get five in the end because of the clean sheet wipeout. To quote Mr. Yeah. T, I pity the fool that screenshots too early, basically. Um, so apologies on that one. So it does mean that I think we've got your rank on the screen is 216906. 241. Two four one, that's right um mm. so apologies on that one I've given you 30k places that you did have but have lost and now <laughs> I feel bad because it's almost like it was a rank you you might have had but then just as you've mentioned earlier such is the nature of FPL this is what happens sometimes isn't it so
1: it's amazing though isn't it when you just go one silly goal and a consolation what 4-1 or was it 5-1 victory I lose 30 K from that. (laughs) I lose 30,000 in overall rank from that, from one consolation goal. It didn't really matter. Um, So it it shows how, how tight the margins are. And I'm looking at your rank going, you're two, four, eight, I'm two, four, one. That's probably one FPL point. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm going to, I'm going to look and see if I can see my overall points. Well, the other thing Uh, is that I haven't checked mine
0: since the Spurs, Spurs uh-huh. conceded so actually I've gone down to 280 I don't I'm not entirely sure how that's happened because um I don't actually have a Spurs defender so um and I don't mm. think that the the ownership of the um I Newcastle scorers it yeah. was it
1: was I don't know who got the assist for Newcastle actually uh, but it, was Callum it was Wilson, I
0: think right um Joel Inter with the goal so yeah yeah so that's an odd one I, I don't actually quite understand how that's happened if I'm honest I mean um yeah weird but, but i mean you know sunday afternoons always right oh uh oh i see what it is it's trippier going down to minus one um from ah, zero yes. so that's cost me 40k places i think um <laughs> so yeah i mean it's but even even still it's, we're probably not that far off so i'm my my total uh points at the moment is nine four eight when the auto subs are confirmed what what's your total points
1: how do I see talent points quickly
0: on FPL? <laughs> it's a good point. Um, I could probably don't love do not on live FPL. I can probably get you as well. But uh, you're I'm right. 951. 951. And I'm, what was mine again? I've forgotten it already. 948. So three points. There's three points in it. Yeah. Three points is about 40K. So yeah, you, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, at this stage of the season, um it's still very concertinered at uh, this level of things and it and it can be very easy to to drop 30 k from uh from that position i suppose what it does actually say flipping it around in a good sense right because you've got poro and there's definitely some matches in the next couple of weeks where having a spurs defender is going to be useful it does show the power of a spurs clean sheet in the sense that you keep it you get an extra 30k places. Obviously, you lose it. You lose the 30k places. But just looking at um, your team on Live FPL, your effective ownership for Poro at your rank bracket is, I think it's 18.4%. Um, so, whilst it might feel like everyone's got Porro. Uh Really, they don't. And, um, you know, in the rank bracket you're at, I would say you're at a rank bracket where you're competing with other engaged managers, for example. Uh, I always say at this time of the season, probably everyone in the top 400,000 is probably relatively engaged um, and, mm. you know, therefore correlates with the sort of manager that you would want to compete against. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's useful to know that, I mean, arguably he's still a differential of sorts at this rank bracket.
1: Yeah, and spur and I mean, there's a fair few on a Doji, but other than those two, that Spurs defence in terms of being a, a, a bracket alone is 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 pretty differential, and we buy Poro for upside, don't we? Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd have loved the clean sheet today. Didn't really expect it. I kind of expected an attack in return though, having watched him in the week. Because again, I went into the game, we just gone in the midweek round going, is it going to be Rhys James or Porro? Let's wait a week and watch them both. And what did we learn? Well, we learned Rhys James is still injured and <laughs> Chelsea are rubbish. And we learned that Porro plays 90 minutes every game and is probably the most attacking fullback in the league at the minute, I'd say. I'd put him up there. I'd I, I reckon if you took all the full-backs in the leagues, just say average position map, and I I look and the scout members are on the average position maps all the time, I bet Porro's the most advanced most game weeks at the minute. Yeah. I Even mean- more so than someone like a Trent or a Simakas or a... Um, well, a doji. You have it in the same club.
0: It's probably between those two, isn't it? For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, because uh, things have only just finished, I co- we can't bring you that now. But certainly, that's something that we would uh, have a look at in the next couple of days, probably have on some videos and things like that. And also, again, without wanting to sound like a broken record, if you uh, want to f- confirm that for yourself, then go and just have a look at the members' area uh, in your own time and you should see. What I'm actually just currently doing is I'm just updating your team. And I think I should now be able to display it with the Pyro points taken off. I do apologise. We can't, we can't have any of that extra point that's not fair on uh, people who don't have Poro so there we are Um, (laughs) and it stops you looking at it and thinking about what might have been as well so uh, it probably is better for you too so uh yeah there we go that's 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 accurate on the screen now so um yeah apologies guys such is the nature of recording at this time on a sunday so yeah but i mean the thing is overall th- th- not i would say you shouldn't be unhappy with that and going into seventeen eighteen, i suppose let's let's talk about what your plans are for a seventeen eighteen now because they do continue to uh, to shift as people get suspended and as i mentioned earlier on with harland now kind of doubtful and uh uh, and Bermos is not in your team anymore, so you don't have to worry about selling a Brentford asset and then bringing it back in, that kind of thing. Uh, Trippier, you, you don't have, but you don't need for 17 now, for example. Um, mm. Do you feel like people's 18 plans just got simpler with the injuries that we've got? Because it means that you kind of need to replace the people who aren't playing in 18 anyway, so you just get the problem solved now.
1: I think they really do. I mean, I'm going to be waiting on Haaland. The Champions League game and Pep having more interviews, another press conference, I think really helps. Um and I hope we get clarity about around that Crystal Palace fi- fixture. If we are really confident that he misses Palace, then he's an easy sell for me just for those two game weeks. And with that in mind, Ollie Watkins is a player I want, right? Ollie Watkins, I, I I want back in my team. I think game week 18, the blank, Ollie Watkins at home to Sheffield United, is gonna be captained by Maybe the masses is unfair, but captained by a huge number of engaged managers. So I want Watkins and I want Villa attack covered. I don't have Aston Villa attack in this team. The other, I mean, I I always knew by not going Gordon this week that I might go Gordon in a couple of weeks' time. But again, I'm really curious to see how Newcastle look in terms of their fatigue. They've got AC Milan in the week a big mm. game for them. They're obviously still in the Carabao Cup. And watching them play today, I'm not sure you need Newcastle attack at the moment. Someone like Gordon might be actually, oh, that ship has sailed. Let's see. They've got some, you know, Fulham at home is a good fixture next time up. And Gordon is so good at home. But watching Gordon and the rest of that attack, I'm like, oh, you're looking pretty tired. And maybe I don't have to jump on, on Newcastle attack at the moment. So I'm happy maybe keeping Foden as well. Let's see how he does at Palace. He's not necessarily a sell-in-the-blank, especially if I've sold Haaland. I've got that bench spot. My Man City player is still on there. Fine. I don't have any Brentford players. I can probably manage with Foden on the bench. And then maybe if there was a double announced for, say, 21, I can go, yeah, I've already got Foden in place. So he could be a nice differential for
0: me. Hmm, Absolutely, yeah. I do think it just... Just think we have we can stress a little bit less about it now, which is which is nice. because, um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was starting to really sort of loom large over people. Um, especially if you use your wild card as well, which is most people. Um so yeah. Um I yeah, I just I, I think it's very useful in a way. And yeah, it would be nice if we could get that double game week um either confirmed yeah. or denied at some point, wouldn't it? That would be useful for people's uh, planning. So yeah, um... Having
1: two transfers for when that is announced will be really awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. if I can, if I can roll this week, if, like, it's either Haaland out this week or a roll, I think, are my probably two options. If I've got a free transfer in my pocket, whenever that announcement comes, I think it puts me in a really strong position. Hmm. Speaking
0: of next week, then, I'll just stick your bus team on the screen. I probably should have put it yeah. up a couple of minutes ago. Um, so, yeah, so here, here it is now. Um, uh, on the bench, you've got Areola, Shemikas, um, Mubama and Taylor. So Ariola and Taylor make a lot of sense. Uh, Dubravka coming in for the home game against Fulham. Gabriel, Lusiel's poro you back three. Son, Palmer, Saka, Salah, Foden with the captain's armband on. Uh, Haaland and Darwin um, so I mean I guess you kind of already talked about uh, a lot of this already but yeah that's your best team on the screen for now is there anything else uh, on your mind for this game it certainly looks rollable yeah. I, can, I, can, I can agree with you there I mean the, the flags are going to come off Son for example um, and, cells, and hopefully cells although well, he didn't yeah.
1: look comfortable against Spurs he ploughed through bless him <laughs> but, uh, he's <laughs> definitely carried. him and Cher both like just warriors but they were both clearly not comfortable but yeah I think I think it's rollable unless it's Haaland out. Other than that, I think it's rollable without the Haaland transfer. I guess the, and the captaincy will be a big debate and at the moment, yeah, it is on Foden. I think Foden will get arrested in the week. I can't see him going to Belgrade or playing against Red Star. Um, Salah at home to United though. Yeah. There's the very good chance the armband switches uh, to, to Mo Salah, who obviously this weekend, look, Liverpool didn't look good, did they? They conceded, I think 1.74 XG to Palace. Mm. Um but Salah just finds ways of picking up FPL points like no player in the game. He can play poorly. His team can play poorly. And he can still come away with a double-digit FPL haul. That's just what he does. And Salah for Man United without Bruno and Man United having just lost... Was it 3-0 to Bournemouth? I think it was. It was 3-0. Um, it was
0: nearly 4, but yeah. the fourth one got yeah. disallowed.
1: <laughs> so at the moment, yeah, our man's phone Foden. I think it's, it's probably most likely to end up on Salah at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think... I think that's probably where I'm going to go. I mean, it's, it's it's frustrating in a way because I think if Haaland was around, um, I think there's more of a debate because Crystal Palace's mm. defence had kind of dropped off Again, uh, although, weirdly enough, being without Elise and Eze made them arguably better defensively against Liverpool because I guess maybe they felt like they needed to up their game at the back just to keep them in the game. I'm not sure. Um, but I suppose the other thing also is um, the Sheffield United game at home for Chelsea was a possible differential option. But all of a sudden, as I said, things change very quickly. That no longer looks like a good fixture anymore because um, yeah. Chelsea have demonstrated in the last couple of matches now that maybe we can't trust them. Uh, but then also... we. Chris Wilder's back at Sheffield United and maybe we can't trust them either, you know, that them getting a result against Brentford. Uh, I mean, th- we, we should probably sit up and take notice of that.
1: Yeah, and I think for clean sheets, I mean, look, Wilder didn't keep a ton of clean sheets last time at Sheffield United, but I remember that first season they came up, it was the Lundstrom season. We can see the shirt behind you. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lundstrom was brilliant for attacking returns every now and then, but we can't forget he got a ton of nice sort of six-pointers in there listed as a, as a FPL defender. Um, and he will he, I mean I think I think the keeper got the three bonus points at the weekend like they will win games one nil a bit like Dyches Burnley used to um so yeah that Chelsea should win the game but who starts for Chelsea again that's that's a big discussion point we didn't expect the likes of say Sterling to to be dropped today yeah, you could true. say rotated but I'd probably say dropped having having watched the, the last couple of matches so someone like Palmer is yeah Chelsea's standout attacker, he should be starting, and you don't think he'll suffer from rotation. But some of the other attackers, you know, Sterling, Mudrick, it's one or the other each week, or even Conor Gallagher's vulnerable, Brozier or Jackson, you don't know which one. When will Nkunku feature? So all those questions over Chelsea attack still remain, and, and Palmer feels like the only FPL asset in the bunch.
0: Yeah, I'll oh, completely agree. Um, every, every time I watch Chelsea, it's Palmer or Bust for me. Um, yeah. To be honest. Uh, but it's, it's just a shame because I feel like a couple of weeks ago, I would have looked at this week and gone, hey, you know what? There's maybe a chance here for someone to perhaps captain Palmer in this game. But I think realistically, yeah, me too. that's gone now. Um, and how I bad you I, well. I yeah. thought I might own Sterling. I thought I might own
1: Sterling by this week. I think by Sheffield United <laughs> at home, Sterling was, I think, nominated for player of the month. A couple of weeks ago and I was like oh yeah he's playing really well <laughs> maybe for that Sheffield United game he'll be my field team not a chance <laughs> not a yeah, chance yeah even go
0: near him now the, the player but just getting anywhere near player of the month or manager of the month seems to be a curse right now because yeah it's it's already looking like um, Ten Hag well I mean I'm not saying he's going to get sacked but obviously the, the, the clamour continues to rise for him to lose his job and Gary Lineker I think it was tweeted saying has anyone ever won manager of the month and been sacked in the same week I mean it's, <laughs> such is the chaos that surrounds Man United." So yeah, certainly how bad United were against uh, Bournemouth. But I suppose also the cracks had been there going into that game uh, to the extent that some people, I won't say who, uh, predicted Bournemouth to win that game um, and perhaps predicted certain individuals to get big points in that game as well. We'll yeah. get into that in a minute. Um, but, you know, um, certainly the, all the cracks were fully prized open uh, as if Bournemouth had spotted them, got out the crowbar, shoved it in and you know, did the damage. Um, Liverpool, sh- like having watched that performance, and then as you mentioned earlier, without Bruno as well, um, who I argue is probably one of United's best players off the ball, let alone on yeah. it. Um, he's so, so good at tracking back normally. He was terrible at it against Bournemouth, but he's a huge loss. Yeah. So I think all of those circumstances basically just kind of make it a Salah auto-captain for Game Week 17, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, and actually I've got Simicast there on my bench. I look at that fi- fixture and go, Simicast clean sheet as long as he starts, because you could see Gomez playing left back in that fixture, I'd like to think that like, Simicast has got a very good chance of a clean sheet. Bruno created six chances against Bournemouth. Again, that was I think top when I was looking in the scout members area this morning on chances created on the scout. I think it was on the homepage. I think it was, it was Trent and Bruno both on six from the Saturday football. Um, so again, without, without Bruno, they lose so much in terms mm. of creativity they're not exactly free scoring as it is at the moment. I can see a Liverpool clean sheet there. So Simacas come coming into the eleven could even change the formation. I'd be like, okay, who do I drop out? Um, but there's an argument to say Darwin will be benched off the back of his performance, and I could even go, you know, four, five, one. Um, I don't know. Don't know where I am with Simicass. He'll probably stay as first sub, but let's see.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's certainly not a bad option to have as as a first sub because I think I think I would probably line up the way you have. Um, I think we've become so accustomed to having, um, I guess, uh, kind of just so many injuries. Um, the idea of yeah. uh, having a decent first sub feels luxurious <laughs> yeah. uh, to the extent that you might want to start him. But I th- I think I would probably just bench him because. It's difficult, I mean, as much as we are now all predicting that United will lose that game heavily, I almost feel like that is exactly the kind of narrative before the game that would precede Man United winning 1-0 against the Worlds. Um, So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if it did happen, I wouldn't be shocked because we have seen that sort of thing happen before. So I think there's enough doubt in my mind around Shimikas. But I suppose, as you mentioned, there's probably also doubt in your mind about Darwin as well. So it's a hard decision to have to be deciding between a striker and a defender. I don't, for benching, I don't
1: envy you on that. And maybe even I could go LaSalle's based on the fact that I know it's a good home fixture for Newcastle, but let's see how they get on against Milan. Fulham have just scored 10 goals in the last two games. Oh, yeah. I know they were both at the cottage, but yeah. I think Fulham, I mean, it was against Forest, and then, who did they beat 5-0 this weekend? West Ham. Uh, West Ham. Yeah. So uh, 10 goals against Forest and West Ham is really impressive. Yeah. Mm. Um, but they are both at home. So maybe I'll take that with a bit of a pinch of salt. But yeah, fair play for them. Done really mm.
0: well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my dad is uh, a, bit, a bit inconsolable this afternoon uh, as a West Ham fan. Um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, a b- bit of a weird one. But hey, I mean, so many things can change. I mean, Newcastle are like a completely different animal at home so yeah it's some difficult decisions for you for sure in terms of those substitutions but handily enough you will have some european football in the week for yeah. united liverpool newcastle which will give you a little bit more of an idea so hopefully you've got clearer ideas um in the next few days i will stick my screen my team on the screen now and i promise this is not a flex uh it's just the format dictates that i've got to put my team on the screen as well some of you guys already know about this um uh, I am basically the only person in my rank bracket this week who had Sinese. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I can't.
1: You literally. What? What was the? What was the percentage owned? Like I saw your tweet and was like, oh my god, it's that a, is an amazing pick.
0: 0.3% owned in the world. Um, and 0.0, point <laughs> 0.0% owned at my rank bracket. Um. Yeah. So I'm guessing that maybe there's like one other person, and it's less than 0.01 to the extent yeah. that it counts as 0.0. Um. But to be honest, as much as this probably looks like an opportunity for me to just pick myself up, which I guess it is a little bit, right, because I've had a few, bad few weeks. Um, we have to talk about Bournemouth because yeah, we do. they have been resurgent in recent weeks. And the thing is, um, again, this will just sound like I'm talking about me, but this is, this is important for understanding the Bournemouth trend. So a lot of people have said I've had a lot of defender jam this season. I have. I will completely admit that. But there was no jam about this because there was quite a lot of a thought process that went into this signing. Um, I've already had to say to Az uh, in our WhatsApp that it's not jam. If you look close enough, it's jelly because that's what you are, mate, because you haven't got him. Um, <laughs> with Bournemouth, they have been really good defensively recently. So with the last six matches coming into this game week, they were in the top three for, fewest, uh, XGC, for the lowest XGC. So they were... Uh, they, they've all of a sudden turned a corner and they're keeping teams out and they were up there with your Newcastles and your Arsenals for keeping the defence out. That was in the last six. Then uh, the uh, Nottingham Forest and the looting games are coming up. They, in the same period, are in the bottom three for XG produced. So they're teams that are struggling to find the back of the net. So I felt that those two particular games... Um, great opportunity for the Bournemouth defence. If you need a new goalkeeper right now I think Neto is an easy pick um, because of those fixtures in particular and the way they played at United. Yes, United weren't great but the way that Bournemouth def- uh, kind of organised themselves the um, the Areola era is finally here and we can see yeah. all of the hard work is is coming to fruition. Now the other thing about that particular game, I would have signed him next week but I had Van de Ven and I had a Stupin and I had to get rid of them because I've been carrying them for too long and I looked at United and I thought, well we know they've got a bad game in them somewhere. So maybe I'll take my chances this week and I'll get something. I felt like they had an opportunity to probably frustrate United. I wasn't necessarily all that convinced about the clean sheet. What I was interested in, however, was the attacking threat because that same six-week period I've referred to, the sixth game was coming into this one, Man United were in the bottom four for most chances conceded from set plays. And Sanessi was also in the top 10 for expected goal involvement among defenders across the same period. So I just thought this kind of feels like Sanessi's going to come in and score a header which is exactly was what it I did. No,
1: was it a no-brainer that you went to Nessie, though? Or did you look at any, like, did you look at the full-backs? No, no. I, I no, only looked you, at him. You just went because you were looking purely at, like, the, the, the set piece. Oh, we, well, we could get a header from a set piece.
0: Initially, what I did was I just looked at all the Bournemouth defenders in terms of I just went to Bournemouth in the members area and sorted the whole team by expecting goal involvement. And among the defenders, he was, like, way above everyone else. So, so then yeah. it was, I guess I looked at the others, but for all of about four seconds in the time it took the table to load. And I was like, I want him. And then I yeah. thought, okay, he is a defender. So he is a centre-back, sorry. So his, his his expected goal involvement is largely going to come from set pieces. Is there anyone they're facing in the next three weeks who are susceptible? And lo and behold, I went to that table and Man United was one of them. They're up next. And I and I just needed anyone. I've been saying for weeks, everyone sucks in defence. Like right now, spending a transfer on a new defender feels like a total waste. Um yeah. And, hey, well, clearly not. Um, there's so much preconception about Bournemouth where we look at the black and red and we've had horror stories with their defenders in the past and it can sort of cloud your judgment. And I guess I'm just here to say that, actually, there was quite a lot of thought that went into this transfer. I wasn't just sort of picking at random and getting lucky on this one. Um, and so you guys can do the same thing. And I would just, I would heartily encourage people to invest in the Bournemouth defence if you are looking at the field of defenders right now and despairing that they're all rubbish. Um, yeah, or if you need a new goalkeeper, which is a lot of people right now, uh, Neto I think also
1: warrants some, some thought as well. So, yeah, what what, what do you think about Bournemouth? Would you go? Yeah, anywhere I looked. I, I was looking at the ticker earlier, and the first thing I do when I look at when I load the ticker in the members area is I, I delete all the all the lines that I'm I'm not interested in. Sometimes that's teams, but sometimes that's um, that's game weeks. So I was like, just take me up to the Afcon. Just give me the next four game weeks. Um, and looking at the next four game weeks, Chelsea came out on top, <laughs> not interested still, uh, but Bour- Bournemouth were second, and and the next three Bournemouth fixtures in particular, straight away, you can see clean sheets, can't you? Because two of them are mm. at home, Luton and Fulham at home, and Forest away at the moment is a good fixture as well, so I think, yeah, that's why Solanke is such a good pick, mm. Um but but yeah, defensively too. I think you're right. People look at the red and, and, and black stripes, and we associate them with fourth or fifth defenders. But actually, I'm, I'm probably still a good fourth as a bench option, but possible for a third defender as well at the moment.
0: Yeah, because the issue that we've really had, and we've had it for weeks, because I've been tracking this for ages, and it's why I've had a stupid Anna van der Merwe so long, because I'd rather chase upside and swap midfielders in and out rather than just buy a yeah. defender for the sake of it. The problem we've had is that the teams that have had the good fixtures are nowhere near the top end of the, the defensive statistics for how well they're sort of shepherding other teams and keeping them out. Um, and the teams that um, had been sh- having good defensive numbers, I mean, Chelsea actually was one of them until very recently. They just didn't have the fixtures because they were going through you know what has been the hardest run of fixtures for them this season. So yeah, everyone with good defences had bad fixtures. Everyone with good fixtures had bad defences, and this is the first time in a while where decent defensive form and decent fixtures have actually finally lined up, which is why I just kind of feel like once you get past the black and red and everything you think you know about Bournemouth, um, I think they're quite an easy um, option to invest in, especially if you're, you know, people will trip you You can't play them next week, and if, you've, if you're not happy with who, if you've got cash maybe, you're not sure is going to start. I'm, I'm, I'm one uh, on that particular thing. Why not go for a Bournemouth defender? I mean, ha- have a look at the other options as well. I haven't had a chance to check if um, what Luton are like defending set pieces yet. I mean, I imagine it's quite poor. So I- maybe Sanesi still is the best option. Do consider their full backs as well and also consider their goalkeeper. But yeah, I never thought I'd say this, so, especially as a Reading fan. But, you know, maybe it's time for a bit of Bournemouth investment.
1: If Bournemouth are good at the back then for the next three as a budget option, are they going to... If if Haaland's ruled out for the Palace game... There'll be people that make the Haaland to Solanke move, and I don't hate it.
0: I think it's a great move.
1: He's
0: he's in great form. I mean, I haven't looked at his numbers recently, but it is in in the last two game weeks. But last time I looked, I think it was about two game weeks ago, he was having as many shots in the box in
1: a four-game week period as Haaland had. He's very, very yeah. persistent. Um, and he's now, that so, yeah. under Arayola, he's the out-and-out out nine. And I, I look back to, say, Gary O'Neill, and at times... He was, say playing off a Kiefer more, or there was a it was a kind of front two, and sometimes he was deeper in the two. But this Ayoola yeah. team is completely funneled towards their one and only main man up top, Solanke, the kind of ninety minute man. And yeah, he's looking really sharp. Yeah, he's looking really sharp. I've, just just from the eye test, I've gone all. Oh, he's actually missed quite a few big chances in recent weeks, but he's definitely getting them and god Bournemouth have definitely clicked oh, Like yeah. for sure i'm 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 there for that it was when Bournemouth beat Newcastle two 0 I think it was at home three four weeks ago i went oh, okay yeah that, that let's start taking note and since then they've just they've just gone on a really good run they beat um, Newcastle 2-0 then they went and beat Sheffield United they drew with Villa and then they beat Palace at Selhurst. and they they obviously have just beaten United so the last five games the, the four wins and the draw against Villa so good hmm.
0: yes that's what made me end up looking at Cinesi, uh initially was not the numbers I thought I'd check them out but it was the fact that they'd won three games in their last four going into this one two clean sheets in that run one of which was yes. against Newcastle so yeah now is definitely the time to take note whilst you were talking uh, I've just um, uh, just ran a comparison on Solanke in the last six versus everyone else because I haven't done it in a while still great numbers so in the last six matches across the whole Premier League 23 shots in the box for Haaland but Solanke is second with 21 so only Harland had more shots in the box in the last six eight big chances which is also the joint second best um, in terms of the shots on target it's eight so he has he does drop off a little bit there because you've got four players ahead of him for that one so would be nice to perhaps see a little bit of um, kind of refining his shooting game. But, you know, I think that may come with, with time. Expecting goal involvement as well. 5.05 in the last six. Again, Haaland is the only one with a higher score there. Goal conversion rates 18.2%. As I said, it could do with being a little bit higher. But against worse teams with quite leaky defences, the sheer volume of opportunities he's going to have is probably going to lead to some return. So, I mean, I'm struggling to, as, as you said, in a world where Haaland is out, I'm struggling to really see many reasons why he's not a great replacement. And so when you look at the fixtures too, again, if you're going to be short in 18, Forrest is a great game to have for him in a week when you might be short of options. So
1: yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, that's going to be a really interesting move. If we do make the move Haaland's slanky, we're all going to have so much money because, of course, <laughs> we're going to be offloading Son and Salah soon as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Although by then we would have hopefully have brought Haaland back. But let's... Let's see. Money's definitely not going to be an issue. I mean, it hasn't been an issue for a, 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 a two big years, part really. of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. For other than those that wanted Kane and Harlan last year, Kane, Harlan, and Salah, but very, very few went with a 3 I, I, I did for a lot of last season, so money was always tight, but... Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely going to be be a bit flush over Christmas for once.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. Unlike real life, we'll actually be brimming with cash over over Christmas rather than spending it all on presents for people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 great. I I do like I don't know. It, it's a balance act, I suppose. I like the fact that I haven't had to stay up super late in ages checking price changes. Like I actually yeah. kind of hate that. Like being short point one and going oh i my transfer on a wednesday night i would love to go to bed but i just need to have a look at the transfer market on fbl um i suppose the flip side to that is if you can always afford someone does that remove some of the tactical play from the game i don't know i i honestly prefer not having to check price changes every night but i, I could be i could be yeah. different to everyone else how do you feel on that how do you think yeah, impacts exactly. the game at a wider level i guess when you've got all that yeah
1: money? i'm exactly the same i i i last week actually did make an early move and that is i don't tend to do that it was off the back of the spurs game watching i said about having the poro james debate in my head all week um i was like i know i'm buying poro spurs have just finished at the final whistle i bought poro because cash was due to drop in price on the Thursday night, he didn't drop, and the Friday morning I woke up seeing, oh, Cash hasn't dropped in price yet, <laughs> and Poro was seen limping, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is um, like after <laughs> the game, and I, was, and I was like, as soon as the final whistle blows, and I can see Poro's fine, I'll make the transfer, but um, obviously Poro was fine, and Cash didn't drop, so it, it wasn't the end of the world. But I do prefer, I, I think I prefer FPL if. It was a bit more transparent the whole price change thing, and it happened on a Friday and you knew what was going to happen. Now I play a, a a Serie A fantasy game, and actually that's what how they do it. It's a little bit clearer and a little bit stress-free in the evening, especially when the price changes are kind of two AM. I go to bed at 10, <laughs> 9 quite often. Um, so, so so yeah, it's an interesting uh debate, the whole price change stuff. But um yeah. knowing money's not an issue at the moment, I think that really helps.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you guys might uh, be forgiven for mistaking uh, this here. Me and Johnny do look quite fresh-faced, but we are both <laughs> over thirty, so we do need to be in bed by about nine or ten o'clock. So FBL tells, if you are watching this, FBL is is you know the the young men who were who were joining this kind of fad what maybe seven or eight years ago for content Johnny we're over 30 now guys we're all getting older we yeah. need to be in bed so um <laughs> let's let's make sure we've all got lots of cash to spend on this game uh, for sure um I'll just put my uh, my bus team on the screen um uh, ahead of the next game I want to try and roll as well I'm in the same boat as you I want to roll so yep. I've got the transfers for next week the trippier situation does make life a little bit difficult for me um I will probably just have to start Cash or Anderson because even though they've got difficult games or maybe Cash won't play, I honestly think two free transfers in 18 is going to be more valuable than trying to fix um, something in my team that's not completely right in one slot. The handy thing is Turner looks like he's back. Um, yeah. So I all of a sudden don't have to work because I've got Johnston. Um, who's obviously picked up this knock. So I was looking at a world where I maybe needed a new goalkeeper. Maybe I don't need one. I'm not sure. Um, what would you do in, in in the situation of Johnston and Turner? Would you make a move there or would you just roll?
1: I mean, it's so tough because, oh, it's like, oh, great, Johnson's, uh, Turner's got his pace back, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Then you, you know, only it, and, and then you think, oh, it's still not in Forest. Still, still, still conceding goals. So, yeah, it's a tough one. I think, I mean... If Dubravka was keeping clean sheets, I'd just go to forget the stress, go straight to Dubravka. But seeing how Debravka is playing, and he's only had two games, let's see how he gets on in the Champions League and then again next weekend. The more I watch him, the more I think, oh, Newcastle are going to go and buy in Jan, um, or, or alone. Um, so I, I think I'd, I'd stick with what you've got for another week at least. And I, I do like the idea of going, yeah, two free transfers in 18. However, I also do like the idea of going, if Haaland is definitely out, let's react to that and go for a Solanke because the next three fixtures of him are so, so good. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'd think i probably get Solanke in 18, I think. Because I, 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 whilst it's a good fixture this week, um, oh, do you know what? Actually, the more I look at my bench, I'm like, actually, there's Archer. <laughs> there's Archer. Yeah. Oh. But then again, it's Chelsea away and Chelsea all of a sudden like suck again and Sheffield United... It's like in uh, Mike, uh, Mike Bassett, England manager. You know when he talks to Dave Dodds, Bradley Walsh's character, and it's like, yeah, yeah, no, good team, good team, good vibes, and it's like, well, yeah, but I haven't been playing very well. Oh yes, bad team, very bad. Like that kind of flip between good team, bad team seems to be Chelsea right now. Um, and there's so much recency bias in football all of a sudden Sheffield United are a good team again so um, maybe I'll just go with Archer um, as you say lots of European football to be played first so I suppose I can't afford to make my decisions um, later in the week there's, there's a couple of people in the chat I just want to put this question to you Johnny before we, uh, before we head off for the rest of our evening um, for people who already have Solanke and maybe have Watkins as well who would you consider to be the third forward who's worth having right now uh, a couple of people have been talking about Raul Jimenez um, another man behind me on the, on the wall uh, from his time at Wolves all of a sudden sort of coming back into things um yeah anyone else stand out to you who could perhaps join Watkins and Solanke in a front three for people who already have those two
1: I mean the Newcastle fixtures do get very good soon so I know I've said about oh what a poor Newcastle it's the the involvement in the champs and they got the Carabao Cup fixture but I think it's from around game week 17 without looking the Newcastle fixtures do no maybe it's 18 19 they do turn and short the Isak or wilson debate and it's always one or the other in the share of minutes if one of them did go on a nice little goal scoring run i'd be happy jumping on them a bit like last season in the last season i saw something in to just go yeah let's do it let's ride that wave um i think we'll also see some some minutes for Isak out on the left and wilson as the nine and a little bit like the end of last season we did see them play together um a few in the chat saying playing really well could you got three shout. bonus points for wolves yesterday as well i did notice. Mm. um he never scored goals though really like a class <laughs> yeah. player i atletico paid something like 40 million for him like um and and gabriel jesus is another one i i have my eye on but if you've got saka which let's assume you do i don't think the arsenal attack is good enough to double up on so uh, slim pickings mm. i i would suggest I with all the names we've spoken about and i include him and in there but like Solanke, Watkins, if you don't have a Haaland, probably enough. I mean, Alvarez is the other obvious one. I know he only got picked up the five points today, but if Haaland's out, he's going to be playing number nine for still the best team in the league. They're not playing like the best team in the league at the moment, but they're still going to create a ton of chances. And Alvarez is still an elite player. Hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think he maybe deserves to perhaps get a stay of execution for anyone who's still got him. But I agree, the uh, Wilson being back, uh, really complicates things. Uh, my plan, when I was uh, using planfpl.com, if you've not used planfpl.com, it's a fantastic site for sort of planning your future transfers and l- having a having a real look at what your team would look like in game week mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20, based on the moves you make. Um, I've been building a plan so that I, th- this was also, I could make sure I could still play my wild card in game week 19, which I'm, I feel like I can, I feel like I'm, able to still do that I've had a wobble the last couple of weeks and thought oh, do I need to use it but thankfully being able to plan forward has helped me realize I, I can stay the course on that one um, but basically my view for 18 was I'll probably get get Isak in for Alvarez but yeah it's not as simple as yeah. that anymore unfortunately that really muddies the waters in a way that's a bit frustrating
1: so mate it's great you've still got your wild card like uh, I know it's painful still having <laughs> a couple of players in your bench, like a, yeah. a, a cash deal or or, or whoever but I think you're gonna be in such a powerful position in nineteen because the, you we will know about the double game week by then, mm. and you'll just have such a fresh looking team in January when everyone else has got flags all over the place or, or dead wood in terms of their second or third sub. So I can see Heather in the chat said she'll be in the wild card nineteen too. So yeah. that's gonna give you a couple of nice green arrows off the back of that wild card, I think. And my, my plan was always to if I can hold it to nineteen and and so many hands were forced around that game week eight ten period. Yeah. I was true. a I was a I was a ten. I was a 10 wild card, and I think in game week eight, when I saw people doing it, I was like, I still think I'm good for 19 and then nine hit and it was a few more flags and it just <laughs> happened. But um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting comparing those that went in the eight, 10 bracket to those that went in the 19 bracket. And we won't really be able to compare them to the end of the season or maybe not till Feb, March, but um, yeah, I can't wait to see that because most craters went early so to have someone like you among in the kind of scout stable that still got their wild cards quite refreshing.
0: Oh, it's um I've really enjoyed it to be honest because it kind of has given me a bit of freedom I suppose a lot of weeks because I can always lean yeah, back Senesi. and say well yeah I can I can go for things like Senesi and like, it's okay if this doesn't work like I'll wildcard yeah. later um, Michael Linda in the chat says um, isn't now the perfect opportunity to play a wildcard for anyone who doesn't already know people are probably sick of me explaining this because I've, I've basically bang on about it in pretty much every video by wildcarding in 19 it effectively gives me the way it gives me an opportunity to dead end into 18 um, and then it means that I can fully maximize my team for a blank game week without having to factor that blank game week into a wild card. If I was a wild card now I would have to pick players for the next three months potentially based on who does and does not play in 18. If I can get that out of the way then it means it's gone I don't have to think about it and it means I can take more risks I can lean into the kind of one hit wonder opportunities into 18 as well. It's very similar to the approach that a lot of people take with it's usually around blank game week 31 or 34 something like that when the FA Cup quarterfinals come along um, and so you sort of dead end into that. You start building what is in effect a free hit team for that week a few weeks before so that then you play your wild card after that. And then your wild card is focused only on the double game weeks where the upside is much higher. So that's kind of the the plan here. Um, just in case anyone sort of wasn't sort of, um, I guess, familiar with the kind of thought process there. Um, and it has been really fun because I've never done this before. I think the latest I've ever played my wildcard was maybe game week 10. And I've always felt like if you can hold on this long, it can really... Have a help you have a good season because the the hardest time for FPL managers is usually between January and March because if you've used your wild card in game week four and you hope to not use your second one until like game week thirty two. Or something so you can really lean into chip season you're effectively going something like 25 to 29 game weeks without freshening things up and then you a start having time. to take hits and your team just isn't optimized um at the right moments and to be fair i've had to take a bit of medicine in the last few weeks so there's always going to be sacrifices you make but in effect i'm going to be and a lot of people will spend their wild cards in the game week 21 first opportunity they get because their team's oh, got loads, tired loads will so it's almost yeah. like it, i don't know it, it's a it, there's a lot of value in being able to maximise January to March when a lot of people are either struggling or have used their second wild card, and then you'd steal a march on them because you then still have your second wild card to play for chip season. So that's kind of um, the plan, basically. And yeah, still see them on courts, so and I'm quite happy with that. And I should also just point out, it's not just me, uh, the general is in the same position, and yeah. we... True. We, we feel very proud of this. We are. We think the only show out there in the entire FPR where there is more than one person doing that content. Where we both, where everyone on the show, still has their wild card. I don't think that's ever been done as late as game week seventeen. So we we're very proud to keep that run going. So yeah, yeah and I see
1: Gem- generals. I've seen generals' tweets since probably game week eight, being like, "Could wild card this weekend." Like he's been close <laughs> a few times. He I has. remember when I did it in ten, he was really close. Um but I'm I'm delighted that he's still got his, and I think you're right. Like I've had rec- I've had people commenting on my videos going, "Can I see a wild card draft video in '19?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do one." But I know there's a ton of people out there that are still beeline for that. And if you ha- are watching this or listening to this, and you used your wild card, and you're thinking, "Oh, this doesn't matter for me." Maybe it will next season because we might take inspiration from seeing <laughs> what the general and David do and go. I'm going to really make more of an effort than ever before because I saw what happened to their team in January to March in 2024. But look, let's watch this space. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. And if we get that blank game week announcement, which I'm sure we will by 19, mm. again you dead in end into 18, which is tick. But you might have to go triple city. Everyone else, no one's getting to triple city by by say a double game week 21 if it happens. So um, that could be loads of fun. Um, mm. I look forward to, to uh, keeping uh, up to date on
0: that one. Yeah, for sure. I mean as much as it's been fun to do myself, it's also a really interesting experiment too as well because we've talked about it for years. I mean, so we did it uh, When I was a scout before and I was doing editorial more than video, we had a really fascinating bit of research from, I think, Ragaboli, the guy behind Live FPL, who was looking at uh, when people in the top like 5K, top 10K use their wildcards. And effectively, I can't remember the details now, so I'm probably kind of reporting this very badly. But the bottom line was... The people who had the best seasons wild carded much later than the people who wild carded in that first window of opportunity between four to eight so in theory the st- the statistics show that it should be successful. It's just that normally content creators. I don't want to say we feel pressured into some of these things, but obviously, as you well know, Johnny, there does yeah. come an enormous amount of pressure with this kind of um, this lifestyle choice. Uh, you know, we, we obviously have chosen this life, but at the same time, that pressure to do well every week can can perhaps tip you tip the balance and make you uh, play your well card. So it means that a lot of content creators haven't had the opportunity to test the some of those numbers that Ragaboli unearthed a uh, number of years ago, like for themselves. So it, almost intellectually, I find it fascinating as well to see
1: where it's going to go so yeah yeah yeah, it's interesting to monitor and you're right like when your eyes are on your team and you have you're on social media and you have that fear of missing out and you know the whole price changes thing and team values becomes important or sometimes too important or you think it's more important than it is um all those things add to a lot of of early wildcards and I've definitely wildcarded a few times in game week 19 because I, I can remember I can remember thinking about my team over over kind of Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or Boxing Day, um, which I think is fun. Like I think that's a nice Christmas present because some some people go, oh, "Don't don't leave yourself the stress on Christmas Day to be wild card." <laughs> I'm not suggesting you don't spend time with your family on Christmas Day, but my evening activities on Christmas Day are usually pretty chill. So by you know <laughs> I'd rather I watch a I could watch a six out of ten film or I could spend two hours planning a wild card. I'd happily, I'd every Christmas, I'd love to be able to go. <laughs> I'm planning my wild card at 7 p.m. instead of watching a r- rubbish film. Oh, um, that's true. But yeah, usually, usually I burnt it by then. But I reckon I probably, I don't know, I've played FPL maybe I don't know 14, 15 seasons. I've probably wild carded around 19 three or four times. But Ooh. again, most of that was before making content. Yeah, very true. Um, which is really and, and again adds more fuel to that experiment.
0: Before we go, I actually want to know what are the six out of ten films you wouldn't want to watch on Christmas Day? Would you not like to publicise that and get in trouble No, It's
1: more. It's not even the six out of ten films. It's the really good films that I've probably seen six times. Oh, I see. I don't know. Do I want to watch Die Hard? Uh, Hey, there's another. Is it a Christmas film? Yeah, that's not a a Christmas (laughs) film. Next question. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Do I need to watch Home Alone again this year? Um, I'll I'll watch it next year. Um, Yeah. The, yeah. the one
0: for me that I'm fed up of watching every year uh, is the holiday. You ever watch that one?
1: Yeah, I love the holiday. It's you great. like the holiday? Oh no! Oh. Yeah, it yeah, gets it cool. gets
0: worse every time I watch it. I don't know if I'm being really rude, but I just I don't know. I find I find Cameron Diaz's character very unlikable. Shall we say she's just a bit yeah. too uptight? You know, just it's not the kind of vibe I want on Christmas Day evening. Yeah, yeah fair. <laughs> I've never,
1: I've definitely never watched the holiday on Christmas Day though. But I, I know it's tis the season. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah i mean that's fair i mean you just find yourself watching it and to be fair jack black is is quite endearing in it so maybe we'll let that slide but i completely agree with you i'd pretty much rather plan a wild card than watch any of the christmas movies with the exception of die hard i think die hard is the one that i would definitely still just watch anyway um and you know perhaps bring someone into my team after watching die hard and say welcome to the party pal um and just kind of enjoy all of those vibes but hey We've got plenty of time to plan our Christmas days, uh, and we'll see what happens yeah. with that wild card uh, as well. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. I appreciate we've yeah. gone on for a little bit longer than usual, but um, me and Johnny love a good chin wag. So, uh, in many respects, I'm, I'm not surprised <laughs> that we've talked this yeah. long. Well, uh, as soon as you go yeah. into
1: kind of standard strategy or price change chat or wild card chat, which you could, us FPL enthusiasts, which same as so many in the chat, we could go all day on those topics so uh yeah, yeah it's good to good to divert a little bit away from our teams for for 20 minutes i enjoyed
0: that yeah no it's good fun good fun as ever i always enjoy chatting with you johnny um michael scott says it's a wonderful life um it, it always is when i get to do a video with johnny so yeah um good, <laughs> good fun indeed uh, that is a good film as well um i probably still wildcard over watching that but it's not a bad one it's not a bad one uh for sure so uh yeah um and rare exports apparently is the best christmas film according to badgers okay. get a bad name so um yeah um we're, we're about to finish the video so there probably isn't time for you to pop it in the live chat but if you're watching this on catch up let us know in the comments what you think the best yeah. christmas
1: film is and why it's die hard um <laughs> and most importantly would you prefer to watch it or wild card on christmas day <laughs>
0: that's, see that's tough any other christmas film as i said It's an easy choice, but with that one, it is very difficult indeed. I've just stuck on the screen before we go. Another um, just reminder for you guys to sign up to Fantasy Football Scout membership if you haven't done already. I can't promise that we've got detailed analysis of the Christmas movies, but we definitely have detailed analysis of the Christmas football, and you can get 20% off as well. As I mentioned at the beginning, please, please, please don't forget to hit that like button so hard it gets suspended for Game Week 17. Subscribe as well. Hit the bell notification. All of that stuff, uh, all of that usual good stuff. That's all the housekeeping that I've uh, got to pass on, Johnny. Is there anything you'd like to add before we let these fine folks have the rest of their evening?
1: No, just stay tuned for the scout content throughout the week, like such a variety of videos. And before you leave, the likes really help the algorithm. So do hit that button, as David says. Yeah, I'll be back with Ali next week.
0: Mm, Yeah, looking forward to having him back. We've actually forgot to mention, I think he's actually in Italy. I wondered if perhaps he's doing the Gianni Butice
1: tour um he's in italy and i feel like his he texted me earlier i think he may have vice captain darwin so yeah he won't be a happy bunny but we'll we'll have a deep dive on his team next week and (laughs) and see if he did
0: for sure maybe ask him a few more questions about his time in italy rather than his fbl team he might appreciate that (laughs) he will
1: (laughs) amazing stuff
0: yeah thanks very much everybody cheers johnny and yeah we'll see you uh see you soon see you next week bye